What is up, everybody? This is Adam. Welcome back to Fouled Out. This podcast is the preview for the AFC West division in the NFL. This is our final divisional preview of the NFL preseason, and you know what that means. Football starts next week. This podcast comes out on Saturday, September 2nd. I can't believe it's September already, man. This year is flying by. First full week of college football this week, so enjoy that. It's kind of the appetizer to get you ready for the first week of NFL season. Anybody who's fantasy drafting this week, good luck. Matt and I just had our final fantasy draft last night for the leagues that we play in together, so we'll keep you guys updated on how that goes throughout the season as well. Just as a reminder, we set up an email address, fouledoutsports at gmail.com, so you guys can stay in touch with us. Send us an email. Let us know what you like about the podcast, what's not working for you, and what you'd like to see more of. Also, still time for you to send us your bold takes of the 2023 NFL season. We would love to hear those before the year gets started. Uh, But for now, we are talking AFC West. So let's bring in Matt and let's go. All right, Matt is here. This podcast is coming out on Saturday, September 2nd, the first full Saturday of college football this season. Are you excited, Matt? I am. Yeah, it'll be nice to have real actual football. Mm. It's not the best slate for like a week one. Like they usually plan some huge game to go with week one or like there's like multiple huge games. All of like the big out of conference games kind of got spread out to like the different weeks, like week two, Texas plays Alabama. I think week four, Notre Dame plays Ohio state. The one really nice, really big game we do have this week is that Sunday night, uh, the day after this podcast comes out, LSU plays Florida state in Orlando. And that's number five versus number eight to start the season. So that one's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but you know, with college football, it's like every week is a good week. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter. There doesn't have to be like a major headlining game. Like we're going to have fun either way. It'll be interesting one way or another, whether the games are close or really, really not close. <laughs> yeah. So everybody enjoy the college football today. We are here to talk about the AFC West. Matt, this is our last divisional preview podcast. That means that we are oh so close to the first football game of the season. Your Detroit Lions at the Kansas City Chiefs, who we will be talking about today. I just, man, it's like when we start doing these previews, I'm really excited to talk football. But by the time we get to the end of them, I'm like, oh my God, is it football season yet? Because it's just like, it's hard to wait. It's hard to wait because I get so excited doing these. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's time for real football. Let's just get it done. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's jump into the AFC West preview, starting with the biggest storylines for the AFC West. Uh, As we've done with all the other AFC podcasts, I'm going to go first since you went first on the NFC. My biggest storyline is, can the Chiefs continue to build around Patrick Mahomes? And does it matter? No, it doesn't. (laughs) We've been over this before on the podcast, though. That having a good QB or having like a great QB or the best QB in the league in this case on a rookie deal is the biggest advantage you can have in football. 
possibly the biggest advantage you can have in all of sports when you're talking about team building. One thing that really makes young competitors collapse, like teams that you think might be a dynasty collapse, is when they have to pay their QB. Uh, I think of like Seattle with the Legion of Boom. They go to two straight Super Bowls. They have the best roster in the league, uh, even though they lost that second Super Bowl to the New England Patriots. And they're looking like a team that's just going to be a competitor for the next, you know, seven seasons, something like that. Literally the season after they make that second Super Bowl, they pay Russell Wilson. They give him the big extension, the big money deal, and the roster completely falls apart because they can't pay everybody else because they're paying Russell Wilson so much. Well, that they all hated Russell Wilson. Yeah. that I mean, that was kind of the bigger problem there, too, is like, yeah, <laughs> when the guy who's making the most money on the team is someone that everybody else hates, it's like bound to end badly. But like, it's very hard to build a team when you're paying a quarterback these massive deals. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Mahomes contract has steadily been going up the last couple of seasons. He made thirty five million last year when they won the Super Bowl. And now he's making 39. But what you've also seen with Patrick Mahomes contract going up is that the Chiefs are shedding pieces and they're having issues now with guys like Chris Jones because they can't pay everybody. Which I am excited about. They lost Tyreek Hill. (laughs) They had to trade away Tyreek Hill because they weren't going to give him the big money deal. Uh, And they replaced him with like a couple guys last season. They're like, ah, it'll be okay. We'll like trade him away and we'll bring in like Juju Smith-Schuster they got Kadarius Tony off of the scrap pile. Like they, you know, Demarcus Robinson, like they had a couple guys and they're like, we'll just make it work around Travis Kelsey. Well, now they come into the year with probably the weakest set of weapons they've ever had around Patrick Mahomes. You know, they, they lost a couple guys who had been there for a long time. Uh, Juju left in free agency to go to the Patriots. And now it's like Kadarius Tony, Sky Moore, who, you know, we love dubs up Western Michigan represent, but like not an elite weapon by any means yet. Marquez Valdez, Scantling, Justin Watson. It's like, if you just take this receiver room without Travis Kelsey, I would say it's probably in the bottom third of the league right now. And this, I think that's being generous. Yeah. This is another thing that we see with a lot of teams that have great quarterbacks is that they're like, you know, oh, it'll be okay. We'll just figure it out. We have Patrick Mahomes. Like, we have Mahomes and Kelsey. We'll figure the other stuff out. It doesn't really matter who's out there. But you do reach a point of, like, critical mass where it does start to matter. We saw it with, like, a classic example was Tom Brady in 2006. The Patriots rolled out with their best receiver being Rache Caldwell. And it was not a great season. They go through it, and Bill Belichick decides never again And the next two iterations of that Patriots dynasty include Randy Moss and Wes Welker, and then Rob Gronkowski and Julian Edelman. Except definitely again, because the years that followed that, it definitely declined. Those those last few years in New England. Oh, it was definitely again. Okay, yeah, definitely again. It did happen again, but they tried. They like spent a first round pick on Nikhil Harry, which is like they missed the picks, but they tried to do it. Yeah. But anyways, like the point being, though, that like with great quarterbacks, we see the team being like, ah, you know, well, it's fine. They'll figure it out. Like the front office, they're like, we can't spend our money there. We got to spend it other places because we're paying the quarterback so much. I say all this to say. 
does it matter? Because you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. And when you have those two guys, a lot of other things don't matter. But I could see where like if Kelsey misses time this year, we might see Mahomes struggle a little bit more than we think we're going to. Uh, even with yeah. Kelsey playing, you know, it's the guys around them are just not at the level that Mahomes has had his entire career so far. That that's the concern. And we've definitely seen it with other quarterbacks, other places. And the hope is if we just have guys who can catch Mahomes is good enough to just put it there. To this point in his career, he has not shown otherwise. So, like, we're just going to have to wait and see. Like, it's this is all new territory, right? So, I mean, we saw a little bit of it last year, but it's definitely a step down without Juju. So, yeah, not, I mean, it's I, not that like, not that Juju is like any like great shakes elite wide receiver no, weapon, but like, but he's, he's produced in the NFL. Well, he's a, we he's know a good what player. He can do. He's a good player, you know? Everyone else on in this wide receiving core outside of Kelsey is either unproven or like a depth guy. Yeah. MVS is a depth guy. A lot of Jags they're going to be throwing to this season. Yeah. Uh, what is your biggest storyline for the AFC West? My biggest storyline for the AFC West is that the Denver Broncos sure seem like they're more interested in like social media engagement or just media engagement in general than they do with winning because Sean Payton has not seemed to come in focused on football. I think they'll be better this year just based on having better offensive structure, but not by enough. Like I it the vibe like talk about another bad vibes team for me. Like I don't I don't like it. Yeah, it it's interesting to watch Sean Payton come back into the NFL after having like a season or two off. Mm-hmm. And he was such a hot commodity coming back from like announcing like and there was so many rumors about like oh is he gonna go here is he gonna go there is he gonna wait a season because the job he wanted didn't open up and he takes this broncos job which was really interesting to me because i thought he was going to want to come back and coach a contender or like a team that was going to be really good right away i just don't know if this is that team like can he fix russell wilson this season after what we saw last year, like, you know, I, I get that there's some thought that like having Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach last season was, I mean, like not that he was as bad, but think about like the Jags having urban Meyer and just upgrading yeah. from like urban Meyer to a competent adult. And then like, think about how bad Nathaniel Hackett was last season, uh, just in all facets of all things. Yeah to go to Sean Payton, who has a proving track record of being very good, even though it's been a couple seasons. Yeah. Like I, I get the thought process, but I look at Russell Wilson as just like a, a point guard in the NBA. Who's kind of lost a step. And when you see that they don't get it back. 
And I don't yeah. know that Russell Wilson can necessarily, like he can be better than he was last season, but he's not going to be the Russell Wilson that we've seen before. Well, and one of the things about playing quarterback in the NFL or really at any level too, is that it's a position where like the team eventually is going to need to rally behind them. And Sean Payton can bring in a better offensive structure. He can help him become a better player. He can't make Russell Wilson stop being an asshole. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. And there's been a lot of smoke about Russell Wilson not being a very likable person. So you can't make people like you, damn it. But it is like it is a talented roster around him though and it's like it didn't show that way last season because everything was so bad in the coaching staff yeah but they do have good players uh kind of all over the place yeah and i think like i see why sean payton took the job because if you can get that part right if you can get the qb play right that puts everything else in a better position yeah, so let, let's go to win ranges because the Denver Broncos are actually our first team on our win ranges. Over under this season is eight and a half wins. I saw that when I was doing the notes for this podcast and I was like, that is 100% a trap. <laughs> That's a trap. So to go over, they have to have a winning record. I, I think people are going to look at how this team was last year and look at that number and be like, this team sucks. Like I'm taking the under, like I think people are going to pound the under and that actually makes me think they're going to go over just because Vegas knows what they're doing, man. They know how to set these lines to get people to bet and get people to lose. Uh, so over unders eight and a half, I said the win range was six to nine for the Broncos. And I honestly, I was thinking about having a little bit lower, but this line just like really messed with my head. It eight and a half really messed with my head. I wasn't going to let Vegas get in my head. I had them five to eight. There's a lot of weird vibes in Denver, and it's not just because it's Denver and all that. Like, I I need to see <laughs> that they are actually, like, really winning football games for me to believe it. Yeah, I just... I know Vegas is like booming me on this one, but like I always say this, especially with college football is like, if you see a line that you feel is super obvious, bet the opposite direction. Cause I guarantee you you're wrong. I guarantee you're wrong. We talked about this with Seattle versus the Buccaneers in Germany last year. It was like Seattle was like plus money. They were like plus 2.5 and 87% of the money was on Seattle. And I was like, Tampa's winning this game and they're winning it by more than 2.5 points. Like I guarantee it or whatever the line was. I was like, I guarantee it's going to happen. And I just look at this and I'm like, the Broncos are going to win nine games. (laughs) It's a hundred percent going to happen. Team two is a team that's definitely going to win more than nine games. It is the Kansas city chiefs. Vegas has their over under at 11.5. Uh, I said 11 to 13. Okay. You know, we, we went over. I can respect that. We went over the potential offensive issues. 
uh, with like the wide receiver core and stuff like that. I could see like Kansas City, the defense being a little bit better this season after they like, you know, they had a good year last year and they gelled in the playoffs and had some big plays against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I could see like, even if Patrick Mahomes is not like 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, Patrick Mahomes, that this team is very good because the defense gets a little bit better and the running game is good as well. Maybe they lean on Echo a little bit more this season. So I I still like, anytime you have Mahomes, you're winning double digit games, you know, as long as he's not hurt. And then, you know, they have the upside of being the number one team in the AFC with 13 wins. Yeah, uh, ten to seventeen. No, uh, it really <laughs> zero, zero to seventeen. Zero to seventeen. Paint it. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I think uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ten to fifteen. I wasn't gonna put anyone's range higher than thirteen, but we I got to Kansas City, and I'm like, yeah. But they could just not lose because they have Patrick Mahomes. They just they just have Patrick Mahomes and Travis they, Kelsey. They, they could just not lose. Like that's an option for them. So I'm just I'm gonna go back to one of our favorite sayings. Sometimes you just have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Right. So I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head with all the things so that they got working for him. Um, obviously, like some of the the stuff going on with Chris Jones, depending on how long that lingers on, could p- potentially see them dropping, you know, a game or two early on because of that until they work that out and get him back on the field. Even if they have catastrophic injuries, uh, as long as Mahomes is on the field, I do not see a possibility of them not having double digit wins. Yeah. The, the only other thing that concerns me with them and it's more of like a minor concern. It's just like when you are as successful as they have been over the last couple of seasons and you've played in three Super Bowls and this, the years you didn't play in the Super Bowl, you played in the AFC championship. They've played a lot of football yeah. in the last five years. And we see this more like in the NBA, but when you play that many games in that short of time and you're playing that many more games than your competition is playing, it can catch up to you mentally and physically eventually. That's that's the real reason Chris Jones is holding out. He's just tired, man. <laughs> just fucking tired. I can't be on this team that's going to go to the Super Bowl again this season. It's too many games. I want to go on vacation. Yeah, I mean, I think there are certain positions that, that uh, rings a little bit more true at. Um I'm not expecting that to necessarily be uh, an issue for Mahomes himself, but pass rushers, offensive linemen, linebackers, like guys who have a lot of contact. Yeah, I I can see that really being an issue. Yep. Uh, so that's why I had their ceiling like just a little bit lower. I said 13, but they're probably going to be 12, 13, 14 wins 15, again this season 15 16 15 17, 17 and 0. 19 <laughs> <laughs> uh team three is the las vegas raiders 
we've been joking about my ability to do alphabetical order for like four weeks now. I actually almost messed this one up between the Chargers and the Raiders because <laughs> it's loss and loss. It's Las Vegas versus Los Angeles, and one is LA yeah. and one is LO. And the one that you think should be LA is LO, and the one you think should be LO is that it's <laughs> they did this backwards. Whoever named these cities is stupid. Over under is six point five. Uh, from the casino around the corner from their stadium. I said four to seven. I felt like the six point five over under number was fair. I just kind of like I look at this team and I'm like, this is just kind of the same team that we watched last year, mm-hmm. except we have Jimmy Garoppolo instead of car and like i know to you and to other people that's probably like a bigger downgrade than it is to me but i'm just like i I just kind of feel like it's the same team like so we're in lockstep here on this range however i will tell you that if jimmy g starts all 17 games i have them at four wins i think they win more games with aiden o'connell well, good news for you and for Raiders fans. Jimmy G is not starting all 17 games this season. Nope. I can promise you that. Yeah. I'll be interested. Like, I, I like Tyree Wilson, the edge they took out of Texas Tech. I just think that, mm-hmm. like, it might take a little bit of time for him to yeah. have an impact. I think he'll is, have an impact this season. It's just, like, might take a little bit. Is he even, like, healthy and ready to play? Because that, that was part of why he dropped. Yeah, so I mean, there's like the health issue. There's he's a little bit more of a project as an edge rusher than yeah, you know, some of the other guys taking around him in the draft. But the upside is incredible. Yeah, that so, side speeds. Yeah, the size speed ratio on that kid is stupid. Yeah, but it's just like besides that, it's like okay, it's you know, I I would probably mm-hmm. say they win between four and seven if they have Carr or Garoppolo or. Uh, Kirk Cousins or Jack Prescott. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd probably just have the same range. You can switch out all these guys to me, and I just pick, yeah, four to seven. Yeah. I just, I just think, uh, with like Aiden or even Kirk, Derek Carr, someone who's just willing to be more aggressive and throw some deep balls, but also throw to the outside of the field is going to win more games with Devontae Adams because all Jimmy G wants to do is throw intermediate and short in the middle of the field. I'm kind of shocked Devontae Adams didn't demand a trade this offseason. That is surprising to me. Yeah, that is a little surprising, but I kind of have a little bit of respect for him on that. All right, well, our last team in this division is the other loss, the Los Angeles Chargers who inevitably will charge this season at some point. Uh, Vegas over under was 9.5. I was, I was like right there. I said nine to 11 wins for the chargers. Okay. Uh, I really like their draft a lot this yeah. season. Uh, they added one of my, my guys and one of yours and uh, Tui, Tui Asalopo. And I just totally botched that. Um, Tuli and then your guy, Dion Henley. Um, yeah. They, they might take them a little bit longer to contribute some of the rookies they drafted, but like, yeah, I do like where they're going with that. You know, and they add Quentin Johnson to what was already a pretty good receiving core, good offensive weapons. And of course you have Justin Herbert. I, yeah. I expect them to be, you know, nine, 10 win team. Quentin Johnston too is going to be a big yak guy for them. And that is actually exactly 
what that team needed. <laughs> they did not get a whole lot of yak last year. Um, Still like just the weirdest prospect in the world to me is that yeah. like to have that body and be like that <laughs> huge and just play the way he plays. I'm never going to, I'm basically it. a tight end, but I can't make contested catches. But he looks like a guy who you should be throwing deep balls to. And he's yeah. really a guy that you should be hitting on like slant so he can run after the catch. Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. weird. It's weird to me. If you guys haven't watched Quentin Johnson, just, just watch them this season. You'll see what I mean. Yeah. So like, I, I love the moves that they made this off season and can definitely see the upside with them this year. And for that reason, I have my range on them from eight to 12 because they are the chargers and I am not going to get duped by them. I refuse. I was thinking about it while I was out, as I was doing my notes, I was just thinking about the playoffs from last year and about how mad at us I was for not having the Vikings and chargers parlay to lose in the first round. Yeah. No, we, we fucked up on that one. I will never get over it. I'm going to tell you this season is a season of conviction. It is a season of sticking to what we know to be true. And that is that the chargers are going to fucking charge. We know that is true in our heart of hearts. We should have, when they were up like 27, nothing or whatever, they were up in that game. We should have been pounding the Jacksonville money line. Oh yeah. Like just, Pounding it, life savings on it. This this is the year, Matt. We are we are sticking to our convictions. We're sticking to our guns. We're betting against yeah. the Chargers in the playoffs. We gotta do it. <laughs> the Vikings one pissed me off more, but the Chargers was equally. As yeah, bad. no that that one was really bad too. But the Vikings one, like we were calling it all season long. We we did a podcast in like week nine of the season. Yeah, I was like, this is the plan. Everyone who listens, the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. We will bet against them. We will be yeah. rich. And and then we're like, oh, well, like, I don't know about the Giants, though. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's the Vikings. It's sight unseen this year. Vikings, Cowboys, Chargers. Just I'm, I'm saying it now. It's August 29th. This comes out on September 2nd. Vikings, Cowboys, Chargers in the first round. I know you don't think that some of them are going to make it, but just yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever is there, whoever is there. Uh, bold predictions for the AFC West. You are not going to like mine. We typically go positive on these. I feel like this is a hot one that people are going to disagree with, but uh, mine is that Patrick Mahomes does not finish in the top three quarterbacks in fantasy football this season. He was QB one last year. His ADP is like 13 right now, yeah, which is batshit crazy for a quarterback to be like at the very beginning of the second round. Uh, and it's like a combination of things for me. It's one. It's everything that we talked about on the podcast so far is that like the team around him, the weapons aren't as good as they have been. But like the defense is a little bit better. I think they might like lean on the running game. I think they might not need him to throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns this season. And two, like, I think there are a lot of really talented quarterbacks who are going to run a lot this year, who are also going to be on teams that are going to need them to 
be scoring like the entire game. Like we saw a lot with Jalen Hurts last season that he was awesome in fantasy, but he sat out a lot of fourth quarters because his team was so good and they didn't need him to like put up a bunch of points late. And so he didn't. Well, like, you know, he's a, he's a like prime example. If he has to play, like he basically played like 13 games last season. If Jalen hurts has to play 17, he could easily be QB one, especially if they need to score more points this year. So, uh, I'm going to say Patrick Mahomes finishes outside the top three. I think that's a very bold take. Uh, there's reasons for it. I'm sure. Uh, we're going to stay with the same team though. I'm, I'm calling it our boy sky Moore. It's going to cut JD balls this year. Now I'm not going to put a yardage on it because I shit. You can catch 80 balls and have 1200 yards. You can catch 80 balls and have 800 yards. So, uh, they, it could go any number of directions, um, based on how they use him. But someone other than Kelsey has to catch the ball and they spent a second round pick on him. They're going to see what he's got. Yeah, I was so happy when he caught that touchdown in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. I was like, that's our guy. Western represent. Okay, so division winners. I'm assuming that we're both going with the Chiefs. I feel like this was one of the easier divisions to pick. You're not picking Denver? No, the Chiefs are the heaviest favorite to win their division this season. So we'll just ride it. Um, Yeah. We've now made all of our division picks. We have one division different, which brings me back to the point that we need like a third like wild card person on this podcast who's like picking the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl like (laughs) over the Jets and like stuff like we need that for this. No, I think like when we're aligned like this, I know that it's going to be really good. I'm like, you know, when because we come at things from different angles a lot of the time. So I'm like, okay, like I'm pretty comfortable with this. The only one we had different is the AFC East, uh, Bills and Dolphins. And honestly, that was kind of a coin toss for me. I guarantee you that this will not be the case with the wild cards. I already know for a fact that we are going to have very different wild card teams. Uh, so we'll we'll pick those next week. Next Wednesday, we're going to be back with the picks pod uh, where we're going to fill out our three wild card teams, our award yeah. winners, the two teams we think are going to play in the Super Bowl, and then who the Super Bowl champion is going to be, as well as uh, things we're looking forward to most from the first week of NFL action. Because when the next podcast comes out on Wednesday, the first NFL game will be the very next day. Uh, but that is it for us. As always, Foul Duck can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Pocket Cast, Overcast, anywhere you get your podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at Fouled Out Sports. You can find Matt on Twitter at Matador underscore defense. And you can find our videos on TikTok at Fouled Out Sports Podcast. It's a long name, but you can't miss it. Uh, as I mentioned, back next Wednesday with the Picks Pod. Today, if you're listening to this, the day this podcast came out, September 2nd is the first full week of college football. And then Sunday night, LSU versus Florida State. I have already told. Everybody I know, I'm like, Sunday night, that's where I'll be. I'm watching that game. I think it's going to be a banger. Two teams with like very high hopes this season. Definitely a, a good way to kick off the college season. That one's going to be fun. And like, I kind of, 
uh, talk some trash about the Saturday slate because there's not like a marquee game. Uh, but Deion Sanders makes his coaching de- debut against TCU uh, at noon on Saturday. Uh, at night, Drake May and North Carolina go to uh, Spencer Rattler in South Carolina. And like just a, a game that's fun, like North Carolina versus South Carolina. Like who doesn't want to watch that? Uh, and then the rest of the day is going to be pretty entertaining. But like, yeah, the big headliner Sunday night, that's the game to watch this week. Everybody- it's wild to me how Spencer Rattler has like played himself out of NFL contention. He not only played himself out of NFL contention, he's now like played himself back into it. The last two games of last season, they beat like two top 10 rated teams back to back. And he threw for like 800 yards in those two games. Yeah, but it's like. If if you've paid attention to Spencer Rattler, it's like, nope. Nope, you're not going to fool me. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to, it's not going to be us, but he's going to fool somebody. Cause yeah. like, I think there's a case to be made that's like, okay, he lost, he left Oklahoma because he got usurped by Caleb freaking Williams. Like, that was just going to happen. And then he goes to South <laughs> Carolina, like, has a year to learn the system, gets good. Like, we'll, we'll have to see how he does this year, but he does have yeah. an opportunity to play his way back up some boards. Yeah. I mean, it only takes one good year. It really does. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky, Zach Wilson. Yeah, it really does. So, all right, everybody enjoy the football. Uh, Matt, I'm sure we'll be talking throughout the weekend and then into next week oh, yeah. as we come back next Wednesday with the official picks pod of the Foul Out podcast. For sure. All right. Have fun, everybody. We'll see you guys soon. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye Mom. Bye.